0: Ask Canada immigration lawyer Evelyn Aka. Good day, my name is Evelyn Akka. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. We are based in Calgary, Alberta, and we have two offices in Toronto and Vancouver, Canada as well. I focus primarily on cross-border NAFTA immigration law for professionals as well as families and individuals looking to move to Canada or move to the United States. I would like to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Aka. Today's podcast is all about how IT workers can move to Canada by way of employment or permanent residence. I hope this information is useful for all of you who may have IT, software development, software engineering backgrounds. This podcast is for you. And if you have any questions after, please feel free to contact us at acalaw.com. As you may have heard, here in um, Calgary, Alberta, especially, but across the country, there is a real need for talented IT workers. And the program, um, and the government has created programming to make it possible that uh, more and more IT people can enter Canada. So I'm going to get started. Again, the topic today is, are you an IT worker who wants to move to Canada and how to move to Canada? So today, I'm going to start first with um, what's happening here and to kind of lay the land around how it works. Right now, across the country, from Vancouver, my hometown, all the way across the country to the East Coast, there is a marked need for IT workers, Um, everybody in the high-tech industry in Vancouver and Victoria, Calgary uh, has definitely recently announced that they actually are looking to bring in 2,000 IT workers to fill the gaps, and I know Ontario has the same need as well as Quebec for sure with their animation studios and other IT companies um, that are desperately looking for highly skilled professionals to join their operations. So today, we'll be talking about that. How to come to Canada, depending on where you're from, how fast it is, what the process involves, and hopefully answering your questions. The first thing I want to talk about is the first one, the easiest way to come to Canada for Americans and Mexican citizens under NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, is using, let's say, the software engineer category. NAFTA has a professional category that's outlined for engineers and what's great about it is it doesn't limit you to just um, let's say mechanical engineers or you know oil and gas engineer, it's literally just engineer and what that means is it applies to software engineers. So many people can come to Canada if you're an American citizen, if you are a Mexican citizen and you can apply right at the airport for a Canadian work permit upon arrival with your complete package that ideally you would have worked on with a professional lawyer or an immigration consultant that's regulated, okay? And so that means that as long as you have a degree in something related to software engineering, um, IT, it has to be a four-year degree that you graduated from a university, you can apply for A work permit at the airport that's one of the benefits of NAFTA and for our friends down south in the US and Mexico it's a huge value added for you to be able to come in once you have a job offer first and foremost you need that job offer once you get a job offer from a Canadian company then you can make your application and literally begin work in a matter of a couple weeks but the processing occurs at the airport This also applies for another another NAFTA category. It's called the Computer Systems Analyst category. And this is a great category too because it allows allows people who have a computer science degree to come in. And many IT workers come from the computer science backgrounds. So with a four-year degree and the right citizenship of U.S., or Mexico, you can again apply for um, an IT type work permit at the airport assuming again that you have a job offer from a Canadian company and then you you can begin. So I wanna get the NAFTA stuff out of the way first because for American citizens and Mexicans, it is much easier undoubtedly to come in because we have significant streams that allow for NAFTA professionals under the computer systems analyst and the software engineering category to move to Canada and start their process of working and then ideally long-term turning into permanent residents and then citizens. Okay, so we're going to move on from that. One of the other options for many people, if they're not American citizens and Mexican citizens, is the intercompany transfer. So I'm going to start talking about the options um, from the easiest to the more difficult. The next category would be the intercompany transfer. Let's say you're working for a well-known you know, multinational company or a global company or a company that's just in another country, India or Nigeria or Ghana, and they have established operations in Canada or they choose to start and launch a new entity in Canada um, to grow their business and they want to bring you as a professional to Canada, that can also work. And so that would be called an intercompany transfer The way to qualify is you must have worked for the Canadian or sorry, the foreign company for at least one year, either as a specialized knowledge worker or as a manager executive type worker. And when you have that one year or more of experience, then you can transfer by applying for your work permit and your visa and your electronic travel authorization. uh, And it's all done uploaded to the government website and then the local consulate or the high commission in your company will allow you to apply for a work permit there and if approved, they will issue the work permit and come to Canada. So again, this category I'm talking about is for everybody in the world who is working for a company that has more than one location, their home country, Let's say they're in Nigeria and then you want to come to Canada, your company is going to transfer you. That is called the intercompany transfer. So one of the questions we've received today is the fact that I did start speaking about Americans and Mexicans under NAFTA. But what I just finished discussing is that other people from other parts of the world for sure can qualify, but not as easily as those under NAFTA. So I just finished discussing the intercompany transfer category. This is the category for you if you're already working for a company overseas and you want to grow the company, they want to expand to Canada. You can transfer as an IT worker or software worker um, to Canada to continue working for the newly formed or existing operation here in Canada already. So that's one other way. The one I'm going to talk about the most is what the government of Canada has created um, to really attract global talent. And that one is called the Global Talent Stream. This is a category, it's a new initiative by the Canadian government. It's about a year and a bit old, but they want to attract high-tech business and highly skilled technology workers. As I said, Canada desperately needs high-tech workers and trying to find them is not always the easiest to match them with what our needs are because here in canada the west coast has vancouver and all the west coast lots of activities since we're very close to silicon valley down south of us and then alberta has a deep need because we're looking to um to change and move away from our dependency on oil and gas, to to diversify our industries. And we're trying to do a lot of transformation to move more IT companies to Canada, to to be based in Alberta, Canada. And then Ontario, they have a very, very active software and IT um, industry, especially in the Guelph-Waterloo area, as well as Toronto. So there are lots of opportunities. It's just a matter of finding that opportunity for yourself. No lawyers, no lawyers find jobs for their clients. So the part of that is looking at one of the processes called the Global Talent Street. And I'm gonna talk about it. Basically, this is a way to expedite bringing highly skilled people. So the, usually what has to happen is you need to be sponsored. And the Canadian company here in Canada who's identified you, they have a need, they've advertised, or they already know who they wanna bring, they have to apply to the government. On behalf of the individual and we have to justify it by saying highly skilled highly paid that usually means more than eighty thousand dollars a salary um, Canadian dollars um, or more and they are literally applying to expedite bringing those people to Canada um, whether they're new to the company or whether they've already worked for the company but may not qualify for the first full year of transferring because they haven't worked for one year. This Global Talent Stream has a list of job titles. So I'm going to go through some of them with you to give you a sense. And, again, you can find some of this information online. You go to IRCC website and you type Global Talent Stream. So one of them would be engineering manager or architecture and science managers in the IT field, um, computer information systems managers, senior computer engineers. These positions are not for junior entry level. They're for senior software designers, database people, cloud consulting or um, cloud work, web designers and developers that are highly skilled, information systems testing technicians, and digital media designers. So, people who fall into those job categories, if you find an employer that is desperately looking for you online, you can go through the hiring process and they can make the case that they need you to come so that they can grow their operations and so that you can train Canadians to develop the skill sets that they are looking for that are lacking. That's one way to come to Canada under this global talent stream. The global talent stream has a second category, which is called category A, where companies that are startups, that are growing quickly, they can partner with a designated partner and they can be referred to the global talent stream. So there's a list across Canada of incubators and business development bank and other technology organizations. They essentially will sponsor and support the application for the local company. So this occurs where the company is sponsoring you. Then the same process, once they get the approval, is you still have to do the work permit at your overseas consulate or high commission, and then you can come to Canada as a worker for that company. As a result, the company also um, is committing to growing their operations and training Canadians. And so they have to include a bit of a business plan to show this is what we want to do over the next two to five years, and they have to stick to that. So it's a real commitment when they want to bring somebody under the global talent stream, okay? And once the company receives that positive, it's called the labor market impact assessment under the global talent stream, which expedites it. They guarantee two weeks. I think the reality is more like three to four weeks we've seen. However, it's much faster than three to six months of processing, which is the normal process, One of the other categories that would apply is for those of you who may not fit into the high, high salary or highly experienced level for the global talent stream, that one is called the traditional labor market impact assessment, LMIA. That is the category where a foreign worker is is hired by a Canadian organization or company and essentially they're brought to Canada. But in order to bring them to Canada, Once they've identified who they want, they have to post the position exactly as required by the government to meet the requirements for the LMIA, Labor Market Impact Assessment. When they do, and they then submit the application, then they have to process. And that takes three to five months, it seems to be. It's not fast. So this is a real commitment from employers to make that they've identified somebody overseas that they want. And then that person has to get the work permit to come to Canada. It's basically getting approval to hire a foreign worker, having showed that they've already tried to find qualified Canadians that are interested, but they're not able to identify them or they're not applying for the jobs or they don't qualify. Then you get permission, special permission to hire the foreign worker. Um, many people will ask me, um, how do I get a job? And this is what we get a lot of. Again, I want to reiterate Canadian lawyers do not find jobs. You have to go on to the job bank. It's called the Canada Job Bank and start looking for opportunities there. That's the mandatory posting that must be done by a Canadian employer plus other advertising, things like, I would say, monster.com or TA. Um, you can check out Workopolis, Indeed. Um, look for all the Canadian recruitment websites or job search websites And that way, when you find a company and you apply, and if they're interested enough to give you an interview and maybe do a Skype interview, check your references, and if they get to the point where you get an offer, they then have to start at best place. They have to start now to do the LMIA. And so once they do get that approval, then you and your family members, your dependent family members, would all be in the application for the work permit, can come to Canada once approved, and start your lives in Canada. And so that would be your spouse, children that are dependent on you, they would move with you as well. I have a question here. If my partner gets in under Global Talent Stream, am I also able to work? That's a great question. And yes, most of the work permit categories in Canada allow for open spousal work permits. So that means spouses, whether they're your married, common law, or same sex, can move to Canada And your spouse is able to get an open spousal work permit for the same period of time as yours. Most global talent stream work permits are for two years. So that means that your spouse would also be eligible to apply. They must pay for, of course, but as a part of your package, we would include the extra fees for the spousal work permit, which is $255 Canadian dollars. And when you're approved, they would also get their spousal work permit and they can come to Canada. I hope that's clear. So one of the other ways I want to quickly talk about, another way to get in, is under CETA. So that's the Canadian European Trade Agreement. It's very new um, and we've only done a few of them over the last six months or so. But what's great about it is it contemplates people who are professional consultants. So if you're in Europe and you've got status there, let's say you're a UK citizen, you want to come to Canada, if you get a client engagement in Canada, you can move to Canada for 12 months and work for that client as um, a consultant or under some of the other categories. They even have some IT software type um, job categories under CETA. And again, these are for highly skilled people that have found an opportunity in Canada to bring their professional software and IT expertise to Canada. And so again, for those who are under CETA, that works for you. One of the other areas I want to talk about is the postgraduate work permit. I hear often how difficult it is when you're coming from you know, another country, maybe in Africa or in the Middle East, uh, um, to come to Canada. It is not always easy, but one of the ways to come is if you were to come to school in Canada and be accepted to Canada, and let's say you did a computer science degree in Canada and graduate, you have the ability to work after you finish your four-year program for three years under a postgraduate work permit. And this is fabulous because the government wants to keep its IT workers. It wants to keep all of its highly educated professionals who come to Canada. In Canada, you've learned um, our norms, you've learned our values, you speak the language, you've been educated in Canada. You're the ideal immigrant for them. And so if they can find a way to keep you, they will. And so this is called the Postgraduate Work Permit, which allows you to work for a number of years, one to three years, depending on how long your program is, in Canada and accumulate Canadian experience and then to sponsor for permanent residence while you're already in the country. One of the questions we got last time is people have asked about how long the process takes. So... You know, I think I mentioned earlier on, for the NAFTA and even the CETA, those applications are done right at the airport. So if you're working with a lawyer or a regulated immigration consultant, it could take them two or three weeks to get everything put together, put your package together with all the details of the job offer, um, the legal package, the legal letter, all of your qualifications, and then we'll send it to you, and then you travel to Canada, and you apply at the airport. or at a border crossing, and you get your work permit. So really, that's about three or four weeks. For those people, though, who need the Global Talent Stream, the timing is faster than a normal labor market impact assessment. Um, It probably takes about four weeks once the application is submitted for the company, because this is a company application, Global Talent Stream, to get their labor market impact assessment under this category, and it's expedited then we have to deal with the consular processing. And depending on which country, or if you need um, a visa to come to Canada, which country is processing you, it could be another two to three months before you can come to Canada. So that one might be Global Talent Stream, might be four months before you can come to Canada. For those who are traditional labor market impact assessment applicants, where you've been lucky to find a Canadian employer that wants to support you, their processing is one month of advertising, three to four months, sometimes three to six months to process. This is all government processing times currently for the labor market impact assessment. And then we have to deal with the consular process. So that for those people who need visas to do the normal LMIA, it could be a good eight to ten months before you get here. And clearly you must have really unique needs or skills that the client would be waiting or the company would be willing to wait for you that long. I assume people who fit into that category really are bringing unique skills to the table and that their employer in Canada is very much ready to wait for them. Okay, Um, one of the questions we received last time was, can I get a work permit before I have a job? The answer is no. Every work permit in Canada is tied to a Canadian company or organization that is going to be your employer. You can't generally get an open work permit without having the employer. The only way this might work is if you are coming in under a working holiday program. Let's say for somebody from France, and we have reciprocal arrangements with a number of countries. Most of them are European countries, um, some Latin American, as well as uh, Australia and New Zealand. And if you're under 30 or sometimes under 35, you can get what's called a working holiday program or permit to come to Canada for a year, a couple of countries now allow two years, And you get what's called an open work permit in that case, and you come to Canada and you find an employer. These jobs tend not to be for highly, highly skilled IT workers. These are usually young professionals, new to the workforce, or people that have just graduated. So unfortunately, you can't generally get a work permit and then come and find a job. You must have found the job, and then you you get to come to Canada and assume work because that work permit will say company A, They're the ones who sponsored you, and they're the ones that let you come into the country to work. Okay? Um, One of the questions I got was somebody said, if I get a master's degree in Canada, can I get a visa to stay and work? Yes. The answer to that is yes. As we mentioned before, if you go to school in Canada, whether it's a master's or a one-year certificate diploma program or a PhD or a bachelor's degree, you are eligible to stay in Canada and work and gain Canadian work experience which then helps you to move to permanent residence. After 12 months of working in Canada, most provinces, they have opportunities for new graduates, as well as the federal express entry category you may qualify for because you went to school in Canada, you speak English, you're highly educated, and you're usually younger, um, under 40, to get the points that you need for express entry. So then you could stay in Canada. All right, another question we have was, um, do you help me find jobs? And I want to say it again. We do not find jobs for people to come to Canada. We usually come into the process to help you with the immigration or the company or the employer once they've made the offer or once you've found your job opportunity. You reach out and you say, I've got a job offer. How do I get here? That's when we come into the process. We do not help you find jobs. You must go online, look, you must use your network if you have family or friends in Canada already. And they are the ones that give you the opportunity, not your law firm and not your regulated consultant. Um, somebody asked, if we're happy in Canada, can we become a citizen? Absolutely, you can. Citizenship is based on physical time spent in Canada. So assuming you maybe came to school here, you got your degree, you worked for a number of years, you became a permanent resident, after you've been in Canada for three years physically in the country, you can do your application. Some of your time as a PR will count towards that as well. So you just need to know that you have the ability to come in with a worker status and move your way through permanent residence and citizenship. That whole process could take, you know, five, six, seven years, but it is possible and it is doable. We do it every day for our clients from all around the world. The reason I wanted to talk about this topic is because we're getting many, many calls from people and emails around I am, you know, I'm a software engineer. And also it started with some of the changes, unfortunately, that are happening in the States right now with H1B workers and some of the struggles for them to move to green card. We've been seeing more and more um, of our clients coming from the U.S. who are establishing Canadian entities. And then we are involved with transferring their high tech workers to Canada so they can keep them, at least on the North American continent, rather than sending them back home to China or Pakistan or India or you know wherever they're coming from, they're able to stay closer and sometimes obviously in the same um, time zone and they can just continue their process of working for the same employer. Um, and obviously for them too, it allows them to move to permanent residence in Canada, much faster than it is taking right now under the current regime in the United States. So we started seeing more and more of this. We started getting more business from companies relocating highly skilled people who are caught in this H1B green card struggle. And now because we have such a need for IT workers as well, they're just transferring their people or they're hiring people into Canada from the US under the global talent stream as well. So we do work for clients from all over the world into Canada so that they can start their careers here, move to permanent residence, and then become citizens. I was lucky enough to attend a citizenship um, ceremony for one of my clients a couple weeks ago, and it's just so exciting to be able to, to know that you were involved with helping somebody move to their lives and settle and become successful immigrants to Canada. Those are the people that we work for, and those are the reason that we love the work that we do. And I hope it's been useful for you Um, Just to stress again, we're desperately looking for IT workers here in Canada. We want highly educated people, we want people with technical expertise, there are always streams to come. So long as you're actively looking for employment and are matched with a great employer in Canada, we can find a way to get you here to start your career and your life in Canada. I hope you found this podcast informational and helpful. If you do have any questions about how you or someone you know who works in the IT industry can move to Canada for work or for permanent residence, please do contact us at acalaw.com 403-452-9515. Until next time, bye-bye.